Welcome, Shark Nation. On this football Friday, we finally have a massive show for you today. The weather cleared this week, sun shined down upon us, and we got a ton of athletics in, finally, for really the first time this season. Um, we'll go through those here in a minute. We also have our head football coach, Rodney Summers, on in our second segment to talk about the football game tonight. Again, kickoff is at 7.30 against Beaufort. We'll get in that a little bit later, and then, of course, we'll finish up with our college pick'em segment. But first, let's get to our athletics this week. Like I said, busy slate this week. It was good. Had a lot of events in. It's the first time all year due to the weather. Um, we'll start with cross country. Um, boys and girls cross country got their first meet in this past Saturday at the Beaufort County Championships. We had Anya Arroyo for the girls win the Beaufort County Championship. Anya continues to be one of the top runners, distance runners in the state of South Carolina and backed that up again Saturday with a Beaufort County Championship. And the girls as a team finished third. The boys also finished third with Noah Wasserman finishing as your county runner up. We also had our Jersey Mike's females and athletes of the week come from cross country. They, those were those two athletes. Again, Anya Arroyo was our Jersey Mike's female athlete athlete of the week taking first place at the Beaufort County Championships. She ran her 5k in 18 minutes and 45 seconds. Congratulations to Anya. And again, our Jersey Mike's male athlete of the week is Noah Wasserman. Noah, again, like I stated previously, was your Beaufort County runner up and ran his 5k in 16 minutes and 25 seconds. Again, for a runner up finish. Congratulations to Noah. Cross Country is on the road this weekend, getting their second meet underway. So good job to the boys and girls this past weekend, finishing third as, as a group, and good luck this weekend as well. Volleyball. Volleyball is one of the few sports that had been underway and got a couple region matches in this past week, falling to two tough teams in James Island and Lucy, Be Lucy Beckham. Tuesday night was a great volleyball match, um, lost in fifth set 15-11, to and the girls traveled way up to Lucy Beckham, north of North Charleston. And again, a tough match and lost in four sets. Volleyball is back in the action region play next week. So come out and support our Lady Shark volleyball program. Girls golf. Girls golf again, another successful week. Um, undefeated in a region match. I don't think they've lost a region match in probably two or three years at this point. Um, they shot a 180 and defeated Beaufort, Bluffton, and Hilton Head. Robin Zettrauer was our low medalist with a 37, and Claire Green finished second with a 39. Congratulations to girls golf. Tennis. Tennis got underway finally as well. Traveled up to Lucy Beckham last night and fell to a this defending state champion in straight sets and then also took on James Island um, this week on Tuesday and lost five sets to one. Um, Delaney Brown was our one, one winner at the number two singles, so congratulations, Delaney. And again, our tennis continues to be in region play next week. So good luck to tennis. Boys volleyball has gotten a few matches in in, the, in their inaugural season. They, in their first match, fell to Battery Creek in five tough sets. And then last Friday, beat Royal Live Oak in three straight sets. And then fell to James Island this Tuesday in four sets. James Island's a very strong boys team. Sharks took the first set, but then fell the next three. The boys' volleyball team travels to Myrtle Beach this week to play in a tournament, the Volley at the Beach. So safe travels to the boys, and good luck to boys' volleyball in, in the beach at Myrtle Beach. Swim. Swim did a get, finally get a meet in this week. Um, results are being tallied. 
Um, it sounded like it was a strong meet from the boys and the girls. So once we get the final tallies, we'll report those probably next week on Shark Radio and in social media. And finally, JV football defeated Beaufort for the second straight year last night, 14-7 to over in Ladies Island. So congratulations to JV football. A couple reminders. We got homecoming next week. Sharks will host Kane Bay Friday, game time at 7.30 p.m. Lots of events are scheduled throughout the week, so check your calendar, check your Google Classroom, and make sure check out all of our social media pages for all of our theme days and other information. And one of those highlights events will come on Wednesday. Come out and watch the Powder Puff game. The game starts at 6 p.m. Tickets are only $2 in the main stadium, so come out and watch the Powder Puff game. Also, you can come out and support our May River High School band by checking out their car wash tomorrow from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. at Turn 1 Auto Care, 1189 May River Road. Get your car washed for only $10. All right, that's all the updates we have today. In our next segment, we'll have Coach Rodney Summers on. We'll be right back. Shark Radio is brought to you by Low Country Lawn Systems, a new and upcoming business LCLS specializes in yard drainage, irrigation, and landscape installs. Call Low Country Lawn Systems with all of your outdoor yard needs today. All right, welcome back to Shark Radio. In my office right now in the old tank is Coach Rodney Summers, our head football coach. Coach Summers, thanks for thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Coach. All right, so Sharks are off to a one and two start. Got off the snide last week at Ridgeland Hardyville. Um, and I've, I've kind of alluded to it in the past couple of weeks. No one really wanted to play the Sharks. Um, we went to schedule these these two, uh, these two next two years. So schedule's been pretty tough. Um, New Hampshire out of Georgia, really good quarterback, Division One quarterback. Um, West Ashley, I think, is still undefeated, um, or they were at least as of last week. And then finally, Ridgeland Hardyville last week. So, kind of talk about the tough schedule and maybe how this prepares us for obviously a really good Buford team. Yeah, I mean, you know, coming into the season, we you always kind of circle on there who who you think you can beat, who you questionable beat, who you uh, you know kind of toss up. And we knew that these first uh, five football games going in were going to be tough. Uh, so, uh, you know, again, it, it's tough schedule. Nobody wanted to kind of play us. Uh, locally uh, that we normally play. So I uh, had to kind of branch out and play some teams we've never played before. But that's a good thing. I think that's been healthy for us, help us get better um, mentally, physically, and, and prepare ourselves for the region when we do get there. So um, we just tell the kids to take each game uh, one by one and, and try to learn from it. Let's talk about some key matchups, maybe some players from Buford that we'll have to contain. Um, watching a little film myself this week, saw their receiver. Uh, I think it's number two. Um, Seemed very good player. Was a good player last year for him, even a couple of years ago when, when he came here as a sophomore in the tank. Um, but what are some other guys that we kind of have to con- contain to have a chance to win tonight? Yeah, definitely number two. You got to see where he's at. He's always all over the field. Got we got to be aware of where he's lined up at at all times and go put him in the backfield. And they're uh, you know the quarterback is very explosive and when he you know runs around and can scramble and uh, make extend the play. And so uh, we're going to have to make sure we contain him and not let him run loose and the uh number 88 their h back tight end is is uh is you know very skilled number 10 they you know uh defense and uh you know just just some great ball players that we just got to make sure we we uh, can contain and uh, not let them get out in space and we got to be you know we got to be assignment football tonight 
And you talked about, you know, their quarterback. We got kind of a, and I don't like talking about quarterback battles. They never play against each other in football, but, you know, in the media, we always kind of compare quarterbacks and their records, even though this is a team game. But we got two sophomore quarterbacks tonight um, on two really good teams. They're, they're clearly not the star players. They probably will be down the road. But right now, they're important pieces to each team, um, but they're not the star players. Kind of talk about, you know, the, the quarterback battle between the two sophomores. What what does each of them have to do to be successful, and what are, what are they obviously trying to avoid? Yeah, the sophomore mistakes. You know, that's the uh, that's the big thing. They they both are coming in uh, very. You know, I say green as far as far as both of them played JV last year, and both of them uh, had excellent you know JV games against each other last year. So I see it you know being a battle of which one makes the less mistakes tonight. Uh, if you talk about a quarterback battle, who can manage the game and uh, and, and you know, make the least amount of mistakes. We know those things are going to happen, but uh, who can kind of shake them off and, and get to the next play and keep their composure and, and uh, you know, keep their head in the game? And and, and, I, and I would agree with that. You're talking about sophomores. You don't want to, again, they're not the, the star player. They may not rattle off 80-yard runs or 50-yard throws. So who's going to make the fewest mistakes? But it's a good it's a good couple kids to watch as they grow older. They're sophomores. I love their style of play, how they kind of play the game. They both play hard. They're both athletic. So that should be a fun ma fun matchup tonight as well. All right, Coach, so in the offseason, you know, we kind of talked about hyping up the entrance a little bit. I've, I've kind of hyped it up a little bit, teased it on social media. Can you kind of give us a hint what, what we're looking at um, when the Sharks take the field tonight for the first time at home this year? Uh, let's see. Biggest <laughs> hint tonight might be uh, – Just you, a hint. Just a hint. You may need a bigger boat. How about that? <laughs> okay. Well, we're going to need a bigger boat. We'll see. I, I told you guys on social media – Get there early, see the entrance. Again, Sharks kick off, kick off at 7.30. We have two. We have the ticket line and we have a pass line. We have two pass lines this year, but please get there early. We don't have 29 gates. It's in South Carolina or Clemson. So get there around 7, get your tickets, get into the stadium, enjoy it, and good luck to, sh to the Sharks. And thanks, Coach Summers, for coming on today. Thank you for having me. Shark Radio is sponsored by Palmetto Bug Company, a commercial and residential bug control solution. Owned and operated by an educational professional, we make customer service a priority. Palmetto Bug Company. All right, welcome back to Shark Radio. I want to thank Coach Summers for our interview in our second segment. And now it's time for our college pick'em and final segment of this Football Friday. We got 10 games coming at you. We actually are going to do a we're going to do an impromptu pick real quick to start it off. We got a friend of mine, uh, Eric Hilger, big Boilermaker fan. He's got his dad listening in Indiana. Um, big Boilermaker fan, Boilermaker grads. So we're going to do the Purdue Syracuse game for them. Just want to give a shout out to Gary Hilger, probably the greatest soybean corn farmer in, in Indiana agricultural history. So, so we're going to we're going to pull out the Boilermakers versus Orange for those guys. So real quick, gentlemen, who you got? Purdue at Syracuse at noon. I think Purdue's minus two and a half. Kyle, real quick. That scares me being at Syracuse. I've already lost a big one there when I thought Louisville <laughs> was the team to, uh, of the century, and they lost to Syracuse 35-7 to again the year. Um, I do like Purdue's offense. Uh, Purdue's – I think Purdue it could get over the hump, and I think they're probably eight to ten win team. I, I got to thank Boilermakers here. Yeah, I got two words for you, pal. Boiler up, baby. I mean – who doesn't like soybeans? Who doesn't like corn? I said two words. Stop. Well, 
to start a few words. But, the, you know, we wouldn't be here without those things. So I do like Purdue's offense. I think, you know, Syracuse did look good week one. But uh, Louisville stinks, man. They're, they're bad. Sorry. Boiler up, baby. I'm taking Purdue, too. Only, only minus two and a half or, you know, around a field goal. I think they – Completely blew the game against Penn State at home in the opener. I think they're better Bad than Penn play State. Bad play calling. And, and, yeah, they, they did kind of – they blow it. Like I said, they blew it kind of on their own. But they had that game. So, I'm taking <coughs> Boiler up in Purdue minus two and a half. The atmosphere will be better. And I'm calling it. The atmosphere will be better here at 730 tonight at May River High School than it will be in the Carrier Dome at noon Dang, in Syracuse. So, so, the Boilers go in there and get the win. I'm taking Boilers. All right, here we go. Starting with Coach Powell. Little Friday night. Fun. We got Florida State off to a 2-0 start. You would have thought they started 20-0. How excited they are playing at your school, Louisville, the Cards. Minus 2.5 for the goals. Oh. I, I think I'm about to do a switcheroo here. Oh. Uh, at the end of the year, I talked about how I thought Louisville was going to be a, a sleeper pick, I guess. They were still – they hit snooze maybe on week one. Um, they did get a win last week against UCF. Um, who I think is a quality opponent. Um, people predicted they were actually a dog, six point six and a half point dog last week. Um, Florida State, uh, LSU couldn't block them. Uh, Florida State's quarterback is really good, um, a lot better than I thought. If Florida State's excited. I think they got the third most transfers in the country. Florida State, I'm going to have to go with the Seminoles, man. I think they beat Louisville. Louisville can't stop the run. They can't score. Not a good recipe. Yeah, before I uh, make a pick here, I want to give a shout-out to the raspy tones of Ashley Powell have made their first appearance of the year. If you can tell, we're getting into the – I didn't the miss heart, school not one time. The heart of football season here is the, the raspy voice. We've all missed it. Oh, man, it's it, this feels real now. No, but uh, to this game, like you said, Florida State, they, they barely beat LSU, but Louisville, they just stunk it up against Syracuse. And they got kind of that surprise win. Uh, against UCF, Coach Mason gave me a pretty cool stat about that. He may touch on that when he talks. Um, but, you know, maybe they figured it out a little bit. But I think Florida State, as you're saying, has the better overall team, the better roster. I think it's a close game. But I think uh, Florida State gets the cover. I'm going 32-26. to 26. Where yeah. are the numbers? Yeah, Louisville was the first or the second team in history, um, in college football history, to lose as a home opener dog and then go on the road and be a dog and win and actually cover the spread. So, excuse me, home, home opener favorite and lose and then go on the road and be a dog and then win. And Louisville They've did been that. actually the team that's done it both times, right? Yes. Wasn't that Louisville that did so, it way back when? So, yeah. So, what Louisville team were you going to get? Is Florida State that good? I don't know. LSU guys mm-hmm. is a 7-8 and eight win team at best, at best. So, I don't know how great of a win that is. Um, I don't know if it's the Louisville second half team. I think they win. If it's the Louisville the first half team when they go when they were at Central Florida, I think they lose. Um, I'm taking the X factor. The better quarterback I think resides in um, Tallahassee, so I'm going to take Florida State something like 28 to 24. All right, on to Saturday. Okay, got the Buckeyes going with Coach Whitmore Toledo plus 32. Ohio State should be in cruise control, but how big of how much cruise control? Do they cover 32, Coach Whitmore? Yeah. Hey, pal, here it is, baby. You know, big numbers guy. I got one for you. I got, well, I got a too. couple for you. A couple for I'm you. I'm sure you do. Ohio State this year, 0-2 against the spread. But, interesting stat. Ohio State has scored 20 or more points in 63 straight games. 
and counting. That's an active streak. That ties them for second all-time. Um, Oklahoma has the record at 69 games from 2016 to 2021. The Buckeyes are going to keep that streak going this week, I'm telling you. Um, I don't want to talk trash 20 about 20 points? That's impressive. Yeah, yeah, well, Against Toledo? Does Clemson score 20 in Every game. Oh, okay. Every yeah. game. Oh, <laughs> Every game. Um, no, Toledo, a little action. You know, I, the Mac holds a, a special place in my heart. Um, you know, also, another interesting fact here, you know, I talked about App State going into the big house and beating the skunk weasels. Toledo did that in 2008. Man, they're special, man. Um, Toledo 2-0 with <clears throat> FCF school. I don't even, FCS, don't even know which one it was. Uh, they hammered the mighty uh, UMass last week. Uh, Buckeyes trying to get healthy on offense. We're not sure if their top two receivers um, are going to play. Yeah, everybody <coughs> gets that their top two receivers have been out. Um, but I, I think Toledo's quarterback can run. He can extend some drives, uh, but I don't think their line can hold up. Hold up. I think the Buckeyes pull away. They went big here, 56-17, and that's a Buckeye cover. Uh, the only team uh, that's played two worst teams in their first two games in Michigan would be Toledo, uh, <laughs> UMass, and LIU. Um, if you look at the stats, Coach Whitmore. Michigan hasn't even made so, the podcast yet. Their schedule's so crap. And they're in a top ten. Yeah, that's bad. That's Fair not good. Right, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, no, you're good. Uh, Toledo, something's got to give here. Toledo's only giving up five points a game. Oh, my God. God. Shut them down. God, God, let's go, rock, let's go Rockets. Rockets, Rockets clamping them down. Five points a game. The Rockets clamping them down. Only allowing 58 passing yards a game. Stroud's going to get that on the second play of the game. Heisman trophy over, bud. Um, so, with that being said, I, I look at comparable teams. I think Toledo is very similar. In my personal opinion, Arkansas State, 45-12 game. Um, so, uh, uh, it puts it right at the number. Um, uh, Toledo's defense is better. I'm going Rockets to get the inside of – now, they're going to get beat bad, but not quite by 32. Okay. I, I agree with Toledo plus 32. They rolled into South Bend last year and quarterback <laughs> – I'm going to leave the adjectives out. Just takes a knee. Yep. They win the football game. Instead, yep. he scores and gives Notre Dame time to drive the length of the field and win it in the last second. Or Toledo wins in South Bend and, a, and a, against a team that was maybe a, a game away from the playoffs. Obviously, Ohio State rolls. Stroud passes for 300, maybe 58 on the second play of the game. But I'm just going to say Toledo's going to cover because they're not bad. I think they're a pretty solid team. They are good. Um, all right, Coach Powell, we got Akron plus 47 and a half at oh. Tennessee. What are we doing? Zips. <laughs> Zippy. Oh, Come on, Max. Max is going to get trounced. They need to zip the doors to that place and only nobody in. Oh, my Lord, Max. <laughs> um, here's the interesting stat. The Zips gave up 52 to Michigan State. Ooh. Well, I'm going to suggest that Tennessee's offense is significantly faster and better than Michigan State's offense. Akron has only given up 250 yards rushing a game and uh, 250 yards passing a game. Uh, neither one, obviously, they're pretty balanced defensively. Bad. Um, Tennessee had a really big win last week, an overtime win uh, against Pitt. Maybe that, you know, kind of comes into play here. But uh, Akron – it's not good. I mean, they, 
they're only averaging 15 points a game. I think Tennessee blows the absolute doors off of the tempo they run. Those backup quarterback gets in, and they're still going to run their offense. Backup, backup quarterback from Hilton Head. Hilton Head. Yeah, you might get some reps here. Uh, he, I'm going to suggest I've he's heard, in. Heard he's he's played, one. He's plays the whole fourth quarter. There's no doubt. Um, I'm going to go 65-3 Tennessee. Ooh. All right, all right. Hey, do you remember – Last year, when I sang the the Bowling Green song, I used like, several lot of songs like in there. Yeah, because <coughs> my mother went to Bowling Green Jesus. and they were playing against Tennessee, which is my father in law's alma mater, my wife's favorite team. Well, my father played baseball at the University of Akron and also has a master's degree from there. So, man, I'm torn on here. I got my, you know, my flesh and blood. I got my wife, my better half. The, Mother of my son, but uh, <laughs> man, sorry, sorry, Dad, I love you, but you guys are going to get housed. Rocky Top rolls fifty nine three. Yeah, I don't have much to say. I'm taking Rocky Top Top as well. Maybe, maybe we hit the seventy mark. Boys. This is the only time all week you'll hear the zips on any radio station. Yeah. Yeah. It might be seven, it might be seventy to seven. Okay, Georgia traveling right up the road. Columbia, South Carolina. They are twenty four point favorites. I thought Spencer Rattler was the savior. They're plus 24 with the game pass. All right, whatever. Coach Whitmore, it's a lot of yeah. points. You know, Georgia, they kind of lost a little bit of, uh, I'll say, some street cred or some clout uh, last week because they were kind of sleepwalking uh, whoever they were playing. Samford <coughs> That's or, correct. Or, or whatever. Samford. Um, yeah. Yeah, not Stanford. Stanford. Carolina, they weren't very good against against Arkansas. And, you know, our resident Gamecock expert, Joe Levere, he sent a text that said, Rattler is rattled. Uh, he said that last week. Remember that? But he yeah. also said cocky okay. by 90. Yeah, he did say that too. But I think if Arkansas could rattle him, then certainly Georgia is going to rattle him. And I think Georgia is better than they were last week. I think they're closer <coughs> to the week one team than they were the week two team. I'm saying the dogs win 44-17. That gives them a cover. Yeah. Uh, it. My pal, you're our tribal. This is you are a 24 point dog at home in a conference game. That should be like get out of the conference. You know what I mean? Like go find somewhere else Maybe to they go. Join the ACC. They, they, they won an ACC I, championship. I've heard all about this. We would love for them to. They go right along with the Dukes and those guys of the world who are currently undefeated. However, all right, Georgia. Carolina cannot stop the run. They're giving 257 yards on offense. Um, they can't. They can't defend the pass. They're they're not good, man. Georgia is elite. They had a. They got beat last time they were down there at home. Will Muschamp brings his return to South Carolina. They're going to be excited. Um, I just don't see many scenarios where South Carolina can score against Georgia, and I have to think Georgia can put up at least. 42 points against the Gamecocks. I'm going Bulldogs. Gosh, 24 is so many points. Uh, but it's Carolina? Oh, my Lord. In South Carolina beat them last time. I was after a huge <coughs> um game. Georgia was at Notre Dame the week before, played them at noon the next week. Um, and South Carolina did beat them in Georgia. I don't. I, I guess I got to take Carolina. That's just so many points. They got to find a way to – at least slow them down a little bit and score enough to keep them in twenty-four. Right. If not, if not, it may, they may need to they may need to head for the fun belt. Maybe fun belt. Time. There you go. 
Okay. Oh, God. California plus 11. You guys need to be quick. I got a lot to say on this game. All right. All right. All right. Coach Powell, go ahead. All right. Here we go. Uh, both teams. One team's 2-0. One team's 0-2. Therefore, you think the 2-0 team is a favorite. Notre Dame, they have way better athletes. I think it goes back to Jimmy's and Joe's against California. Uh, and I don't even know it's good, but 11 scares me because Whitmore will probably talk about that, but I'm going to go fighting Irish. Okay, Marcus Freeman, he gets off the schneid here, gets his first win, that's for sure. <coughs> don't uh, water over in Gatorade. Only by 10, 27-17 <laughs> Irish. So I'm taking Cal. Notre Dame, where, where do we stand currently? We are 0-2, 0-3 in the Marcus Freeman regime. I think everyone in Notre Dame Nation loves Coach Freeman, but we, we have got to play better. We have got to defend the run. We have got to run. We have not blocked anyone in, in two weeks, period. And we have been dominated in the trenches for basically two straight weeks. You have to get this. It's a green jersey game. So before everyone says, oh, they're busting out the green jerseys because they're losing, they got – they need all this, you know, extra hype. No, it was a green jersey game four months ago, but it's a green jersey game. California's coming to town. This is a one, one-stop one shop. There's no return game. This was decided years ago. This is the one time they will play in maybe forever. But Notre Dame has been bad, and Notre Dame's starting quarterback is done for the year. So they're playing the backup quarterback. Who is the backup for what? A reason. For a reason, correct. Now they say he throws it downfield a little bit better, Somebody has to do something to get people out of the box, or Notre Dame might win three games. And I'm the serious. Guys that can get down they, they've been open though on yep. film, going back. They we've missed people open. We've got to get the ball downfield and and get people out of the box. Does Notre Dame do that? Not until I, I will not believe it until I see it. I'm just where I'm at. I'm taking California plus eleven. They might win 24-21. All right, BYU, really good team, plus three and a half, traveling to Nike Central. Oregon, the Ducks, Coach Whitmore. Yeah, uh, Quacky, they got just completely outclassed in week one by Georgia. Kind of embarrassing. BYU, huge, huge win at home uh, versus a quote-unquote top 10 team uh, against Baylor last week. Who is a good football team, and that was big for BYU because they are going to the Big 12. So it was kind of one of those uh, measuring stick games. This is the classic letdown game for the Cougs. I'll take Quacky at home. They're going to win by at least a touchdown. Uh, Oregon, man, I'm still not convinced that they are a physical football team. Anytime they play against somebody who's physical, it, it, it just doesn't end well for them. Um, I watched them get absolutely smoked by Utah several times last year. I think BYU is obviously an older team. BYU had a very good win. Coach Whitmore talked about uh, last week. I think, you know, the, obviously the, at Oregon is helpful for them. I think BYU is the better team, and they're getting points. I'm going to have to go with BYU. BYU got some men's. Men's. BYU's got a tough schedule. They, they're, they playing, they're playing anybody, anywhere. They don't care. Right? They're, they're yes. the only other independent. Yeah. So, I mean, they're playing anyone. This ain't Coastal Carolina they're rolling into. You know what I mean? Give them credit. Their schedule is tough, and they're going to Oregon. I, I think they are the better team. I think they're the more physical team. I'll take BYU plus three and a half as well. All right, Penn State heading south of the Mason-Dixon line. Playing in between the hedges at Auburn. Minus three. Coach Powell, Big Ten, SEC, power versus speed. What do you got? Uh, but one, one, one of them with all the speed, I think the train's about to derail. They had all kinds of problems this Auburn, summer. Auburn coach fast. fired, coach not there. At one point, I didn't even know what was happening, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, obviously, probably pretty good coach. You know, Bolsey State's kind of fallen off the map since he's left. But Auburn, I – 
we keep pumping them up. They're not relevant, I don't think. Um, they have played the second worst schedule in college football thus far, Mercer and San Jose State. All right. They squeak oh, by Mercer, San Mercer, Jose State. The Mercer Bears, I yeah. believe. There's some kind of bear. Yes. San Jose State is like a Trojan. Yeah. yeah. Well, Mercer and Macon. Okay, Mercer. awesome. Well, they beat their 2-0. Uh, Penn yeah, State, I think, survived. I I'm talking. I think they survived Purdue week one and then weren't really pretty in their win at Ohio. But Penn State, I think, is has a better program. They're going in the right direction. Their quarterback's been there, I think, 17 years. Um, Penn State is in better shape than Auburn. I have to go Penn State. Yeah, Penn State coming off that huge win against the Ohio University Bobcats. Uh, Penn State, they won a, won a close one at home last year against Auburn. This is a return game down south. Uh, I think it ends up right about the same way. Like you said, Sean Clifford, the quarterback, he will not be rattled by the crowd or the atmosphere. Uh, it's not like Penn State's breaking in a, a, a new quarterback. Uh, I think that comeback win against Purdue was actually big for this team. Gave them a lot of, a lot of life. Uh, Lions win and get the cover. It's a bad look for Penn State, minus three against Auburn, I think. Just a train wreck, like you said. Yeah. Auburn's a mess, and, and it's only minus three. Um, I'm going to take the Nittany Lions, traveling south, um, like them to win by maybe 14. Um, all right, Mississippi State, Bulldogs, minus two and a half, down at the Bayou. At LSU, only two and a half. I like Mississippi State. Yeah. Matt? Night game at LSU. Oh, Brian Kelly. Not quite fitting in real well, I don't think. <laughs> what, him and his fight? <laughs> Will Notre Dame take him back right now? Oh, oh God. I, I, I've always liked I, – you know I, yeah, I've Kelly's been elite for him, or elite coach. Um, but it is what it is. We yeah. are where we are. <laughs> both, teams, both teams are where they are at. Correct. Can I finish my story? Yes, sir. Sure. Uh, sing a song. Go ahead. <laughs> well, I, I think Mississippi State's pretty good. Uh, they got a good quarterback. Uh, huge advantage for them, I think. And LSU did not respond well to adversity against Florida State. They had guys pouting, not wanting to be part of the team. And, and I think Brian Kelly, I think if he lets that stuff go – He's going to be kind of an enabler in that. If he, you know, obviously if he lays down the law on those type of things, he's probably not going to be quite as talented. So I'll take the pirate baby, Mike Leach. He's going to get the job done. Mississippi State. Good one there. Mike Leach, he's the man. Um, offensively, awesome. you know, he's always going to get it done. Um, from an offense standpoint, he has a very good quarterback. Um, I just I don't have a hard time believing that if LSU could not consistently block Florida State, I have a hard time thinking they're going to consistently block Mississippi State. And I have to think Mississippi State's offense is significantly better than Florida State's offense. Um, I just – LSU, their quarterback is athletic, but, man, he is running for his life. They got some selfish players that I don't think are going to fit real good with um, Brian Kelly, and it's not going real well. I think this thing is going to be teetering a little bit more um, towards the ledge. I'm going to go Mississippi State. To abs- I think Mississippi State's two touchdowns better than LSU. Ooh. Yeah, I, you said talking about blocking. Mississippi State's D-line is really good, and LSU lost their best defensive lineman a couple weeks ago. Celebration. Um, yeah, I, I like That's Mississippi true. State. Did you, guys, did you guys hear, I think Will Rogers, their quarterback, got married over the summer. Did you hear the broadcast lady ask the Pirate, do you have any advice for your quarterback now that he's married? Did you hear his answer? Is that when he said too late? Yep, obviously I'm too late. So <laughs> that, was, that, was his, that was his answer, just like that. The man. That guy's got quotes he's, everywhere. That is correct. But anyway, I like Mississippi State. I like their team. I think they're very good defensively. They're 
I think their defensive line dominates. Yeah, I like them. <coughs> Maybe two touchdowns as well. All right, Louisiana Tech, plus 34, traveling up to God's country, as Clemson, as Captain Clemson's will say around the states. Louisiana Tech, plus 34. Coach Powell, what do you got? Royal blue and red coming your way. Man, uh, Baby blue and This red. should be a very easy game. Clemson Tigers are number five in the country, but Clemson only beat Furman by 20. Like 35 to 12, man. Like, they couldn't get off the field on defense. That's the issue right now. They cannot get off Louisiana the field. Louisiana Tech better than Furman? Uh, yes. Yes, got to be. All right. Um, Clemson at home, they're going to st- continue. Clemson's big on playing young guys when they get up. I understand that, and that's fine. You know, DJ's not necessarily the problem, I don't think. Everybody keeps talking about him. He's putting the ball in there. We do have a freshman who's healthy now. Kiffa Myrtle beat your wide receiver. going to give him a little explosiveness that they haven't had. Um, unfortunately, you know, our thoughts and prayers are with, you know, uh, when their big D lineman, his sister just died of cancer two days ago. It was an absolute awful situation, 15 years old. I'm um, not sure he's going to play. I wouldn't expect him to. Um, so maybe they're motivated defensively because he is one of their leaders. Um, but I just don't think Clemson can beat anybody, let alone Louisiana Tech, by 34. So I'm going latte. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I didn't write anything down about this game. Uh, I wanted to hear what Powell said and then, then make my make my pick. Um, but what you just said there, I think whether he plays or not, I think that rallies the troops and the defense will play for him and for his family, and they will get a shutout this week. And I think because they're playing the young guys, they will continue to push the ball down the field. They'll let the young kid come in and throw a little bit. I'm going to say Clemson wins 37 to zip. Yeah, I'm with Coach Powell here. Like Louisiana Tech plus 34, I just think it's a lot. <coughs> obviously, Clemson wins, but just a lot of points. Um, thoughts and prayers, obviously, um, to the Clemson family dealing with that. But I'm going to go Louisiana Tech plus 34. All right, final game of the day of the <coughs> podcast. Miami plus five and a half at Texas A&M. Agriculture and manufacturing or military. I don't know what to stand for. Whatever. All right. Who knows? <laughs> Mathematics. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah. Talk about the families. You know, I talked about my dad, my mom, my wife. I have an uncle that played center for the Miami Hurricanes. Yeah. A&M, they're a mess. Jimbo's taking some heat. Maybe it woke them up. I don't know. Their offense is abysmal. Miami can actually throw the ball a little bit, have a good quarterback. I'm going to take the Canes on the road, especially getting points. <clears throat> Coach Whitmore, you know, everybody, oh, Texas A&M's woke up. You know, they're excited now. They yeah. figured it out. I just don't think they're good. However, I did just see they have made the switch for quarterback. They're changing quarterbacks, Texas A&M. So maybe, again, like Coach Macy just talked yeah. about, if he was we'll better, see. he would have been starting yeah, two weeks right. ago. Remember a so, was uh, my team that, that was going to underachieve this year? Remember yep. Okay. And I, didn't I pick Louisville? Oh, no, I picked them to – no, sorry, wrong one. But – Miami, I think they have a better coach. Their coach is better. I think it has Miami doing the things that is right. They're going to run the ball. I think – I don't necessarily – Texas A&M can't win, but this is a field goal game one way or the other. Therefore, I'm going to have to go with Miami. Yeah, I, I, just, I think Miami wins the game. I mean, App State gave up how many points in North Carolina? Seriously, I think 100. 60? Was it 60? 42 in the fourth. 63. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they lost 63 to 61 or yeah. something. Yeah. yeah. 
Texas A&M scored 17 points <laughs> on App State. 17. I know. That's bad. I mean, so either. Yeah. I mean, I like Miami to win the game, let alone yeah. plus five and a half. I like the Canes. I'm, I'm taking Miami. All right. That's all we got today. Again, massive game in the tank. It's the home opener. Kickoffs at 730. It's going to be a big night. It's a great night. Finally got a good night of weather. Beautiful. Clear skies. Come on out. Support the Sharks. Go Sharks. Go Sharks. Go Sharks. Go Sharks.